Hello, welcome to the Kaleidoscope, your portal to possibilities and soul-satisfying solutions. Get ready to embark on an inspired journey in a quest for a whole new perspective. I'm your host, Ashley Bernard, introducing people to the beautiful gems that they are. Every story, voice, and person are all a part of a masterpiece. In all our brokenness and colors, we are truly meant to reflect each other. So I'll be mixing and merging your creative thinking and intuition as we peek into ideas, philosophies, and mysteries that expose the perfect truth about you. So let's open our minds. It's time for the Kaleidoscope. Hi, how are you? Hello. Hi, Eddie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so wonderful. Thank you for asking. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm excited about this, too. I'm excited about um, what I usually am, just being able to share the truth with people. I agree. I agree completely. I think that was so beautifully stated. You know, um, I think it's so under it's so underrated in our world any anymore you know but i honestly believe that it is it's coming about and people are beginning to go oh my gosh something is out here yes yes amen and and there and that it's bigger than we are absolutely <clears throat> absolutely and i guess simultaneously it, it embodies all of us you know Yes, yes. Certainly. So can you tell me a little bit? Now, I got a little bit of your history the other day, but I would love to hear from you a little bit about your history. I was brought up, this is going to seem weird, Mormon and Catholic. And I knew that I knew that something was was um, off. And I began digging at a very early age. And realized that what we were being taught was just BS. That what we were being told in the churches were, was BS. And um, I've spent my life digging into the Bible, different works like, um, you know, uh, uh, the Jesus letters that you talk about, different, um, different things like that. And uh, now uh, we, I run the, you know, uh, the Church of Christ Consciousness. I have a foundation, the Return to Oneness Foundation, and um, I write books. I, before I went, before I lost my sight, which was, I, I lost it 11 years ago, I was a professor and a professor of nursing. I taught nursing students. Um, I, when I lost my sight, granted it was hard. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, as I tell people, I'm on this side of the dirt. So I, I, ha- I went through the depression, the grief, and everything. And then about a year later, I had this really cool experience. It was, um, it was Christmas time, the, uh, the year that I had lost my sight, and I heard within me exactly what I was supposed to do and I've been doing it ever since. 
I love that. I really love that. You know, it's, it's almost like I I couldn't imagine losing my sight. However, I, I do believe that we have this built in echolocation. You know, yep. I believe that that the ultimate source of power has GPS on me, no matter where I go, yeah. no matter what's going on. Yeah. And I know that he speaks to me through me um, a lot of times, yeah. you know, was that one of the was that one of the most challenging things that you've ever encountered? Yes, it was the most it was truly the most challenging when I lost my sight because I didn't know, you know, um, I didn't know what I was going to do for a living. I didn't know what was going to happen. How, um, I mean, literally overnight, I couldn't uh, put mayonnaise on a piece of bread. I couldn't put um, toothpaste on my toothbrush. So one of the things that I heard was go to blind school. And I did. I went for three years and was um, was taught how to be independent, how I could live and cook and wash and do everything that I always did. I just had to learn a new, you know, a new way to do it. And it was, it was difficult because it meant unlearning everything that I had, that I had learned in the past. I had to learn a new way. It was free. It was freeing. Because in that is when I realized, wow, we are, we are truly unlimited beings and we're, we're the only ones that limit ourselves. And, and as I began to realize that I was the one limiting myself and that I was, I was just as capable of doing anything that I wanted. And that's when I sat down and wrote my first book and um, and just having a blast with all of it, you know, um, granted, I can't drive. That sometimes is the hardest thing on me because I was so used to like every other person I know. If you wanted something, you got a, you you got your car keys, you went out, you got your car, you went, you came home. Now I have to um, plan my excursions out. And, and, and make sure that there's someone who can drive me, you know, uh, take me where I need to be and get me home. But you know what I have found? People love it. They don't really, they don't mind. And, and I think the, the one thing that I learned about it, here's what I learned, and I am still learning it, even to this day, and that is, we are loved more than we know we are. Mm-hmm. But when, and when, when we allow ourselves to experience the love, we will find out that it's that it's in, that we cannot comprehend the depth of love there really is, and and that is that's what if if you were to ask me what has blown my mind with all of it, that's the one thing. You know, it's so interesting that you say that right now, because right now I'm going through this incredible experience um, in my own life of realizing how much I'm loved. I am a single mom. I have three children, one that has had a chronic disability her entire life. And um, and uh, many times throughout my life, I've felt 
very alone, you know, and, and I, and, you know, one of the things about a spiritual awakenings that I tell people is that a spiritual awakening is not what you think it is. It is complete destruction of what you've ever thought or believed about yourself. And it, it is painful. Yeah. It is brutal. And it is the most difficult and darkest place that you may ever be. And so when I was going yeah. through this spiritual awakening and I was unlearning, just as you had all of these things, um, I felt so very isolated, which is another thing that comes along with spiritual awakenings. And, um, and right now in my life, I am, I'm experiencing this incredible wave of love everywhere that I go. And, and I, and I, I love to be there for people. I just am um, kind of a, a free soul. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a stranger. I always say, I love you to everybody. And, um, and yep. uh, you know, oftentimes I have, I have found myself wondering, well, you know, where are those people that, that I love? Where are they when I need them? But, you know, the reality is, is that I have, I had to be placed in a situation in my life where I was forced to learn how to receive love because I didn't know. Yeah. And when I help somebody, I feel so good on the inside and I stop people from helping me on a regular basis. And as I do that, I'm robbing them of the blessing of helping me. Yes. Yes. And, and I think that for, I think for most of us, whether, whether we're going through a spiritual awakening or just life itself, some, some of us have always found it was easier to give than to receive. Mm -hmm. We're we're not real. we're, We're not real good at being the receivers. And until we open up, open our hearts and allow ourselves to receive all that is out there, then then we we actually are the ones cutting ourselves off from what I believe to be the the, the spirit, and 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 it, I think it goes to I think it goes to the bottom line problem with with all of us our our worthiness more specifically our lack of feeling worthy, that we are truly worthy of love. We are worthy of abundance. We are worthy of being who we are in truth. Because we have been taught by society, by sometimes our family, by other people, um, that we're worthless. Absolutely. And we're not. Absolutely. I think that that is, I think that that is one of the things in, um, in our culture today that, that is, is such an injustice because we are taught at a young age um, what we should believe about ourselves. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I completely resonate with that. I love to give to people, but I don't like to receive it because I learned that I didn't really believe I deserved it. So when you gave it to me, I was so uncomfortable with it because I thought, don't you know who I am or, or don't you know I'm not worthy of this? And, 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 um, and for me as a mom, it, it's become one of the things that I'm mindful of the most is um, is understanding that whenever I say things to them, that my beliefs create their reality. So um, saying yep. things to them like, no, 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 no. It, it's not that you're stupid. It's that you're highly intelligent. It's just that you made a mistake. So now you have a chance to make it right. And, and things right. like that so that I can affirm to them how powerful they are. Because we don't, I agree with you. We have no idea how powerful we are. And we do limit ourselves so much. And, and I think that 
we limit ourselves not so much because we're afraid of failure, but because we are scared to death to find out that we will be powerful beyond measure. You know, we are scared of our light, not our darkness. Amen. (laughs) Amen. For me, I have lived the kind of life where I'm not afraid of the dark and I'm also not afraid of pain. As a matter of fact, I'm quite familiar with them. So I know what's coming. So that's fine with me. And, you know, what I am afraid of is I'm afraid of someone loving me unconditionally because I can love other people unconditionally. But when it comes to people loving me, I'm like, hold on a minute. What are your conditions? Um, Because I I want to fit into this box for you. And, um, you know, and one of the things that came about in my spiritual awakening um, is that I got to have the experience after, which meant that everything began. I thought green is so green. It's just the most amazing thing in the world, you know, because then I began to, as now I'm experiencing, I'm having people reach out to me from, from, you know, seven years ago that are like, Ashley, I love your podcast. Ashley, you inspire me. And I'm like, how do these people even remember me? And I'm realizing that we create this amazing ripple effect in our, and it's all interwoven and, and we are so significant and we just don't know it. Yes, absolutely. And that I think that that's one of the things that I believe that those of us who who are awakening and 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 recognize what the truth is is that we we are to simply share with each other the beauty that we are the power that we truly do have that we are the creators of our reality. We are responsible for what we see and experience and that we, and that we are worthy and love more than we can ever imagine, ever. I agree. I tell people all the time, when I first realized um, what, um, what JC seen when he looked at me, it brought me to tears. It's, it's making me tear up at this point because I really didn't, you know, I, I look at people that I love through my eyes and I think, oh my gosh, if you could just see what I see. And the moment that I, I flipped the script on myself and I thought, oh my gosh, that's what you see. I thought, wow, it's so amazing. That's what you see in me. And when I realized yeah. how my creator looked at me, I thought to myself, how could I ever, how could I ever you know, have, have not seen this, you know? Yes. Yes. And that was one of the things I was going to, um, uh, share with you, um, today was what, 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 what two things sparked me into, into realizing that the churches were, were teaching us fear rather than love and and to be afraid of god rather than um and i still say god being you know um i i don't have a problem with the word sometimes i call it call it the one the source god the energy that is but we're, we're so many of us are taught to fear it and 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 when we fear it, we're we're actually hurting ourselves because I truly believe, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the goal the goal is peace, 
But the ultimate goal is to know ourselves with a capital S, the capital S self, know ourself. And that is what, um, that was what I was actually looking the most forward to with talking to you today. I, I think self-realization is so super important. That is, I think that that is the yep. ultimate goal for each and every one of us, because once we reach that self-realization, the, the, the possibilities are endless. And I also call it God or, or universe. I, it depends on who I'm speaking to, because I, I am very mindful of the aversions that other people have, but I completely agree yep. with you. I think that fear is being taught for sure, but I think it's being taught, um, I think that I think that people are waking up to the reality of it. Yeah. People are the churches are emptying. Yeah. Yep. And, and that they are. Amen. And we we have um we we have this golden opportunity where we can where we can help people turn within, go within and and help them recognize that's where the truth, that's where their truth lies. Doesn't lie out here; it lies within us, right. and and I think that most people, like Carl Jung said, they're afraid of the the, the um, they're afraid of actually encountering their darkness. But until we encounter our own darkness, we can never bring the light into it. Absolutely, I think one of my favorite things, uh, one of my favorite experiences that I've had along the way so far is that I. Um, I was a heroin addict. My mother died and I thought, let's try this. It looks like fun. It was not fun. It was one of the hardest things <laughs> I ever went through, but it was, it's been yeah. so wonderful to have that in my toolbox because I, I get to, I get to have been a bad mother. I get to have been a bad person. I got, I got to have been really in dark places. And so I'm like, Hey, I can connect with you. I understand what it feels like. And, and not just that, when I got into recovery, I understood the power of bringing things to light and all of the things I was afraid of. It's just like when we're a child and we, and we see something in our room in the middle of the night and we flip the light on and it's our own things disguised as something in the shadows. And so when I flipped yep. the light on and I was like, hey, let me tell you about all this stuff, you know, that, that, that's been weighing me down. And I realized, wow, I have the power back because it no longer has the power over me. And when I when I'm vulnerable enough and I speak my truth. I'm giving people around me the courage to not be afraid to speak theirs as well. Yes. Amen. And if it, if it's all right, may I share with you the two things that, that, that brought me into, into the recognition that, Hmm, something's wrong here. And I want to know the truth. And may, may, may I share it with you? Please do. All right. The, when I was a child, remember I told you I was brought up Mormon and Catholic. And um, weird, weird thing, but it is what it is. Well, I was also taught at a very early age the Bible. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to tell you the one thing, and it's in Genesis. And, and I got, and, and here's what, here's where question marks began immediate, immediately with me. And I was, I mean, I was a young child when this happened. All right. Day six, Genesis, day six. 
supposed the creation of man, right? Well, I remember reading it and it said, and God made man in his image after his likeness. So God created man in his image. But it never said likeness. Never said that we were made in the image after his likeness, but then created in his image. But then the word likeness dropped off. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa where did the word go? Because I, I, I recognized there was something deep about that word likeness. Well, then I realized I was never taught this in the churches. And it comes from uh, Philippians chapter 2, and it starts with verse 5. And it says, let the, mind, let the mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with him. And that's when, I, that's when lights started going on, almost like a um, fireworks. So I, I realized the word likeness, going back to what I had told you a minute ago, something was up with that word. If, if it was, we were made in the, in the likeness, but not created. So I looked up the word likeness. Merriam-Webster Dictionary. By the way, it means equal. It means to be equal. So that verse in Philippians says that Jesus, Jesus didn't consider it robbery to be equal with God. He didn't consider it robbery to be in the likeness of God. And then it hit me. Oh, my God. We have to choose. It's our choice. There's our power. That is the power that you were speaking of a minute ago, how powerful we are once we make the choice to be in the likeness. And then it, and then it hit me. And I tell this, I share this with people in the uh, classes I teach. An image. Think of, think of going into the bathroom and you look in your mirror. When you put, if you're looking at your image, when you put your, when you put your right hand up, the image is putting its left hand up. So it's backwards. So the image is backwards, meaning, oh, so at some point we have to recognize there's the image is backwards to God, to the sword, to the one, to, to the universe. To be, to be like God, to be like Jesus, to be like the truth. We have to turn. In other words, we have to return, return to the truth. But it's our choice. Once we turn, now we're in the perfect, now we are in the perfect image and likeness of the one. Now we can live as Jesus did. And I share this in several of the books that I write. Jesus Jesus, unlike the prophets that came before him, he didn't just walk with God. He walked as God. Yes. He walked the truth. Yes. Yes, he did. One of, the, one of my favorite things that he said was, you can do everything I have done and more because I got to go. I love that. And I tell people that mm -hmm. all the time because I have always believed that I was God. 
you know, since I was a little girl, I always had this, um, this strange feeling like I was meant to do something. And it was like the sun was shining in me and it just wanted to burst. And I, when I was a kid, I used to go around and I would sign my name on napkins and I would give them to people and say, keep this. I'm going to be famous one day because I thought I was going to be a movie star because that's what I thought was big, you know? And then as I got older, I thought, what is it? You know, cause I always um, have, had, have had that connection to in some sort, but I knew that there was something about us, you know, and I have always, and I tell people all the time, I am God, you are God. We are all God. There is no separation, you know? And I love that you said, you know, that we have to return because Jesus always spoke about repenting, which literally by definition means turn around. And so, and I, and I love when people are like, well, you have to repent and you have to, and I well, repenting has nothing to do with confession. It has everything to do with turning around. So whenever I think about turning around, I'm thinking about turning my eyes inward and looking at where God really is. And that's within me. Yes, absolutely. And that was, <laughs> and all, once we recognize that, once we have that aha moment that, that out here, everything out here is a reflection of what I allow to live within me. Mm-hmm. So I think the greatest gift that those of us who get to live in this age finally recognize is that we are the creators. We, we were created in the image and likeness. That means that we're creators. We create our experiences. But, in, but if I want this to change out here, I have to change what's in here. Absolutely. Then, then everything out here will change. I cannot change this out here. It's never going to happen because, because I'm the one creating it from within. And once I recognize that I am responsible, that I am the one that that has to come to love me, <laughs> right? I'm the one to love me. Right. And have to I have to forgive me, right? Yes, I've made mistakes. I have done some things that, uh, like everybody else, I'm not proud of. But it doesn't mean that I'm bad. It doesn't mean that I am bad. Yeah. So I forgive myself, and 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 then more than anything else is to be of service. Right. To be of service, just as we were asked to do, and. And now that goes back to what you and I were speaking of in the beginning. To be of service is not to just give, but to be of true service is also to receive. Absolutely. Because we we have to give others the right to give so that they can receive. And if I'm blocked off and I don't allow someone to give and I'm not being receptive, then I I am not I am not being holy of service to the universe, to the kingdom, whatever it is that we want to call it. I agree hundred percent. I think that I think that one of um, one of my favorite things uh, about all of this is 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 bringing in the dynamics of duality. There's always the duality, the yin yang. 
and the wheel cannot spin if you cut half of it off. So if, you know, if you're not, if you're not operating, you know, and I love how you, um, how you brought up about creating our own realities. That's one of my favorite things to talk about with people, because a lot of times people's arguments are, well, I did not create the thing, the trauma that I experienced as a child. And my, and I, and I love that one. It's my very favorite one to talk about because I said, well, I know I created mine and I created mine because when my mother and father got together, I ended up with the information from their cells. And when it came to me, it was passed along. And although I think I didn't create my traumatic experiences as a child, I did because my information still resonated in my reality as what was experienced and given to me through my parents' consciousness, period. And I, and I love that. I love that so much because taking radical responsibility for me has, has really opened up my entire life um, and opened up all the possibilities and the reality shifts that take place in my life blow my mind. My children and I experienced one last week. We got red, we got green lights for two straight weeks. And I told my kids, I said, <laughs> we got green lights. And so every time we would go to a green light, I would say green light. And they would go, oh my gosh, mom. And they did, they didn't, they don't understand the significance of it. But for two straight weeks, we received nothing but green lights. And I'm like, this is blowing my mind because I understand that my information is beginning to change. Yes, yes. And, and the greatest gift, and here's what I heard you say. And I, I say the same thing to people. The greatest gift that we can give ourselves is to release our belief in victimhood, that we are a victim. The only, the only victim that we're, that we're, is we did it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We didn't know we did the best we could at the time, but to recognize, as you said, our radical responsibility, we are responsible. And boy, I, I, it is probably a good thing that I can't see because I talk about it so much, and I know that there are those that are in the classes that I teach and stuff like that that just roll their eyes every time they hear the word response. You are responsible. Mm -hmm. And uh, one, one of the things that really, really got me was when I realized there are, there are spiritual laws. Yes. They're not there to hurt us. They're not there to hurt us. They're actually there to protect us. But once we understand the spiritual laws and we learn, we learn that we can't negate them. They're always at work. And then we learn that we work with the laws. Then all these wonderful things begin to have our life changes. And one of the spiritual laws is the law of responsibility. I am responsible for what I see and experience. No one's doing it to me. I, I have created it. And if I want to, if I want to experience something differently, then I have to, I have to unlearn the belief that created that experience right. and learn anew. Learn anew. Learn the learn the truth. It doesn't mean that I did I that those who taught me in the past did anything wrong. They simply did the best they could. Right. But now 
It's up to me to, to look at those, what I call error beliefs, to turn within, dig them up and go, mm, this, this belief no longer serves me. It's hurting me. And then go, whoosh, toss it. I love it. You know? I completely know. I understand the whole paradigm shift. And, and honestly, you know, as we're, as we're, you know, going through our journey in life and the, and we're learning these things about ourselves and, and we, and we develop these deep seated beliefs that, that aren't true. It's, it's like the labyrinth of life, you know, and, and I, and I love it so much, honestly, because it's just, it just stands to show that we definitely came here to realize who we are. This was not something yes. that we just came and it, and it was given to us, but it is something that we came here to do. And I believe that we chose to do this. You know, I believe that I chose to come here at this point in time to realize who yep. I truly am. Yep. I, I'm you, you and I, not only are we on the, in the same book, we're on the same page. We're on the same chapter, the same sentence and down to the same word. Yes. I believe absolutely the same thing. And you, um, when you first emailed me and, and Penny, my friend and assistant, she read me your email. You, you had asked the question, how, how, how can we live in Christ consciousness? How can we live in that consciousness of truth? And, and is it possible for it to be maintained and sustained? I believe, yes, it is. And I believe that we, we live it in each moment, that we have to choose each moment to live in that state, in that higher consciousness, to live in that higher self, and to recognize I, I the personal self, don't ever have to make a decision by myself ever again. There is a, there is a higher part of me that is always there as you called it your GPS, I call it the same thing, my internal GPS yes. that is willing to guide me, direct me, will tell me what to say, when to say it, how to say it. And you know what? It's absolutely wonderful. My job is to listen and to, to simply do it. And boy, when I do listen and follow, follow that inner guidance, I am amazed at how everything just turns out in this, it turns out to be beautiful. It's, I'm not saying that there's not difficulty, but it isn't hard. It, it's, it almost becomes effortless. Yes, there's work that has to be done. Yes, there's things that, that I have to do, but I'm not by myself. Right. Does that make sense? It does. I understand that completely. As I was telling Penny when I spoke to her on the phone the other day, I have experienced what, who I call JC my entire life. And I have experienced this, yeah. uh, this, um, this air of she, th this idea of she's crazy. She's just crazy. She talks to herself. She's crazy. And there are times where I'm like, I'm not listening to you, JC, please stop talking. And, and there are many times where I, where I do that, you know, cause I'm like, I can't deal with this anymore. Um, but now that I have really learned over, you know, the course of a couple of years, the, the past couple of years of my life, I have really learned um, to listen. Um, it's been incredible because it has been difficult at times. And it's, it's insane because those most difficult times that I have went through, 
actually were the catalysts that led me to the most powerful points of my life. And, and, and so, and, and then whenever I, I come across the, the Christ letters, it was incredible to me because they were, it was a complete story of everything that he had ever told me my entire life. And I'm like, you are so funny. I cannot believe. And they came out in 2007. So I thought, how could you not have let me find this sooner? You know, of course, taking radical responsibility, you know, um, but I also think, you know, um, it, it is truly, it's truly powerful to realize that you don't have to be alone, you know, that you, right. that I get to be me, um, but I also get to be you. And I told a friend of mine yeah. once, I said, I said, you know what I think? I think that God, he was so excited about experiencing life as a human and he could be anybody, but he decided to be everybody. So he embodied himself, individualized in each one of us, because every one of us have something that he was so excited to become. And there was something within each of us that we were going to add to the world that he was so excited to give to the world. And I said, and I truly believe that. I believe that he loves each and every one of us so much that he was like, I'm going to be Ashley. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm going to be Eddie. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I said, and, it, and it's truly mind blowing to realize that I am not alone, but I literally have everybody. Yes, yes. And um, Penny and I often share this with um, the classes that we teach. And see, after the church service that I do, we do an hour and a half after talk where everyone chimes in and we discuss living in Christ consciousness. And one of the one of the um, the things that that we try to get people to recognize is once you once you open your heart, once you unite the mind and the heart, and you truly become one, you truly are no longer in separate separate states, and you bring about the oneness. <coughs> God, God, then. You have been invited, God, to live as you. And here's the beauty. He then gives us the, uh, the chance to live as him. Yes. So we've, in, this, in this life, he gets to live as a human, and we get to live as the divine. And there it is. There, so there's, there's, there's the, there is what I call the... the circle of completion we we give god humanity and god gives us divinity and and they come together and we and we get to experience now a world that has always been here but now we get to see it and i'm just going even though yes i know i'm blind but i'm still going to say we get to see it with a new set of eyes with a fresh set of eyes and right and to realize it really isn't these eyes that are seeing the world it's, it's the third eye that's right yep and that we and that we are the only ones that stand in our way of living this divine existence and that we all have the opportunity every one of us there is not one human that has been is today or will be 
that hasn't been offered this gift. Right. But we, let's go back to what we said a minute ago. We have to receive it. Yes. Yes. It is all, it is all the reciprocity. It is the continuous wheel that has to turn. We're not going nowhere if the wheel's not turning, you know? And I think, I think that we are coming into, I'm not sure um, what you, uh, what you think about, you know, the things happening in the world right now, but I believe that we're coming into the 5D. I believe that a hundred percent. And, and I believe I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, do you guys know that it is actually 2012 now? And they're like, no, it's not. Well, I said, it is the Gregorian calendar went by 360 days. And, and so technically it's 2012 and I'm so excited um, to experience it 11 o'clock where I am anyways. Um, and, and to be in that meditative state um, and, and in that transcended, that transcended meditation state of, of being a part of the divine and, and watching things yeah. change. Because I love how you said we have to change the way that we view things. Cause I tell people all the time, Oh honey, you just have to change your lenses. And, and, and being able to see with your eyes has nothing to do with it because everything that I see um, in the spiritual world comes from my third eye. And I tell people all the time yeah. when I say I get an impression of something, I get an impression of it with my third eye. And I say that so I can help people understand that I'm seeing it or they think that I'm experiencing it on a physical way. But the thing is, is, is I experience things in a spiritual way far more than I ever experienced things in, in a physical way. And, and that is so powerful. And I'm so excited that our world is getting to go through this 5D. And I'm grateful that I'm getting to, to, to be a part of the changing of the lenses of everybody. Yes. Yes. And what, um, what you just said, I, I, share, I share the same thing. And here's what I tell people. There is nothing so blinding as the perception of form. These these will lie to you. This never will. The third eye will always show you the truth if it's open. Yes. But we but we, we have to open it. And the only way to open it is to turn within, clear the obstacles that, that we, we have to clean that eye. You know, I call it spiritual windex. We have to take spiritual windex, which that. is I term forgiveness, clear it. And now we can look at we can look at the world that is absolutely 180 degrees different than the way we experience as just human and mind and heart. And when we when we connect our mind and our heart, we and here's what I share with people: the heart is where the human and divine me. I, I'm pretty sure that you will, you will understand what I'm saying. Below the heart, there are three chakras. Mm-hmm. Above the heart, there are three chakras. Right. The heart is the meeting place of the upper and lower, of the human, which is below, and the divine, which is above. And when the heart opens, now, now we are living the truth. We're living in oneness. We're no longer in that dual state and believing in dualism because now we've come, we have truly come at everything as the one. And now we can see the world for what it is. And I agree. 
we are in this wonderful time where we, we, as well as the earth itself, is ascending into the five day. And we, we are the ones that will, that provide the desire and the intention and the energy necessary to allow it to happen. But does that mean that it's not going to be chaotic? Of course it is. Anytime the old falls, there's chaos. Yes. I mean, we know what a spiritual awakening is. If it's anything like my spirit, my first spiritual awakening, you better hold on to your seat, you know? And and I and I absolutely love that because if you want change, you have to invite chaos. Because the one thing, uh, one of the one of my favorite things I've learned too is that is that when I get mad at what somebody says to me. It's probably true. So my favorite, my my hashtag for the kaleidoscope is hashtag judge me. I want to hear everything you got to say. I don't care what it is. And, and I've gotten to the place now where it's very rare that somebody's words have any powerful effect on me because I'm like, oh, okay, well, thank you. And I'm so grateful that you shared your perception because I didn't see that. Now I do. And I just am so excited to grow because I, I really enjoy the outside perspective. You know, we live in a world where people don't want to be judged but I want to be judged because I want to know what your reality looks like because I don't, I, I, my reach has got to go as far as I can get it in order for me to truly understand who I really am. Yes. Yes. And um, I say the same thing. I say the same thing. I, I, all I do is I use different, a, a little bit of different language where, or I say the same thing, share with me, share with me, what you see. Share with me what you see about me, because you are reflecting back to me what still needs healing within me. Yes. If I'm listening, if I'm listening. So I'm like you, share, share it with me because I want to heal. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and it's, it becomes up to me not to take it personally. Absolutely. Not to take what is being said personally, that what I'm actually hearing is is coming from me to me if I am willing to look at it and and to to re- and to recognize what they're saying is a gift. Mm-hmm. It is a gift, and I will accept the gift receive it there we're back to being receptive i'm being offered a gift of healing if i choose to choose to look at it that way absolutely i agree 100 percent. and what i've also discovered is when they tell me when they hashtag judge me i now know how to handle them because we always see in other people we refuse to see in ourselves so if you're telling me about myself then I now get the opportunity to heal so that I can come back and handle you. You know, because the, yes. the, what I have learned throughout my life is, is, is I always, always wanted to tell people things about themselves that I would not deal with one myself. You are not being a good mother when I wasn't being a good mother. And here I was really just standing in front of a mirror talking to myself. So whenever someone gets to judge me, 
I also get the opportunity to have an insight into where they're not healed so that I can love them in that area. Amen. And that's, um, that's the other thing that I share in the classes and at the, uh, the church. When we live in Christ consciousness, when we truly live in Christ consciousness, we're no longer, we're no longer taking what people say to us personally. I can now hear that everything is one of two things. It's either love or a call for love. If it's a call for love, then, then it's, I am the one responsible to give love to that person. To, 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 however, however I hear it and am guided within, but rather than to take it personally as to what the person is saying, realize that, that yes, I'm being offered the opportunity to heal within, but at the same time, I'm also being given the gift to share love. Yes. By not judging against them or condemning them and simply recognizing that we've all been where they are. Yes. Yes. I tell people all the time because I have always been someone who just, I just love people radically for no reason. I just love people radically for no reason. I don't care. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I just love you. I love you so much. And, um, and I've always, I've always gotten so much slack or so much backlash from that because people will say, don't, you know, this, don't, you know, that don't, and I tell people, we all are capable of doing anything that anyone else has done period. So, you know, and, and, and what they're, what these people have done is not a reflection of who they are, but it's a reflection of what they did not receive. So let me give it to them. Let me love them, you know, and, and that's my favorite thing to do. And it, it's just, it's just, you know, sometimes when I say that I sound like, I feel like a little girl. Cause I'm like, I just love love so much. And I just, I love love. And, and, and it's so, it sounds so childish, but it's the most powerful thing that you could give to anyone, you know, and I teach my children hurt people, honey are hurting you can love them and change them because whenever you choose to love someone that's hurting, you give them what I call an, Oh my God moment. And they begin to go, yeah. Oh my God. You know, cause I mean, how powerful is it to look at someone that's love that's hurting you and say, I love you, you know, and, and they, yeah. and all of a sudden that plants a seed in them that sprouts far and, and goes far greater than we could ever imagine its reach could be. Yes, yes. And you just said something that is one of my favorite things that Jesus taught when he was here. But I think we, I think so many of us don't understand it. And it takes us a while to come to it. And that is when he was here, he said, you cannot enter the kingdom except you be as a little child. The innocence. Like the innocence of being a child, which means I'm not judging. Everything is new. This is just a, 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 pl- a, a playful experience. And instead of coming at it from adulting, is to turn within. Well, it then dawned on me. 
He also told the Pharisees, when they asked him, when was the kingdom coming? What did he say? He said, you're not going to be able to observe it. You're not going to see it out here. It's in you. And then he told us, well, the only way, the only way to get there is to be as chill, to be as a child. And then it hit me. Oh my God, the only way to turn within is, is I cannot go at it as my judgmental self. I will never turn, I will never get within me. I will never be able to experience that part of me. I must come at it in innocence. The innocence as a child. Yes. There you go. And that's what I, that's absolutely what I heard you saying. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I love that. So, and, and the thing about it is, is I learned all, I learned these things from my children, you know, because yeah. they are so excited to, to steal my laundry detergent and, and to take my baking <laughs> soda and shaving cream and to make something into, no, and it, it doesn't turn out, but they go, mom, look what we're doing. It's so cool. And they're so excited about what I, as an adult, deem as a frivolous matter. But the reality is, is that they are looking at this as those, a wondrous, magnificent, magical creation that they see in their mind is going to become this. And even when it doesn't become that, they go, okay, next. And, and I love that because they, they, they teach me so much about everything that I have forgotten. Because I feel that at what, yeah. as we get older, we begin to actually... Um, we close off and we forget those things, you know, and, and, and spirituality is something that needs to be nurtured from the day that a child is born, you know, um, that we need to, it needs to be nurtured in a way um, that, that we can cultivate these spiritual people um, that are going to be taking over our, our, our planet, you know, um, and, and, and they can change everything. It just, it just starts as a child, you know, it really does. Yes. Yes. And um, you, one of the things that you had emailed was a question. I, and, and I absolutely loved the question, which was in spirituality, in, 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 in spirituality, what is it that is our function? Why are, why are we here? In other words, what I heard was, what's our goal? Why are we here? And, and I keep it, I keep it this simple. <laughs> we're here, we are here to live in Christ consciousness. We are here to be the manifestation of God on earth. We are here to give ourselves, our capital S self, the, the ability to rise above just being human to being being a divine human, God, man, whatever you want to call it. God. And now, and now, and now to create the new heaven on earth, which is again, what I believe we're doing as we're raising or ascending ourselves and with the earth into the fifth dimension. We're the ones to, who are to create it. We're the creators. Yes. I truly do believe that God, God created the first heaven and first earth, but he told us there would be a new heaven and new earth. We're the creators of it. 
Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree. I think that I think that heaven on earth is happening right now. Heaven on earth has happened to me multiple times. You know, heaven on earth, I believe, is self-realization because once you've realized, I am God. I am God. Wow. I, you know, and and one of my one of my goals in life is is I tell people, I said, I want to be just like Jesus. I want to, he said I can do everything he done. I am walking on water. I want to heal people. I want to do everything that he has done. He said I could, I'm going to yep. do it. I promise. And, and I believe that we are getting ready to see a world like that. I believe that we are yep. getting ready to um to to embark on this incredible journey that, that is going to lead us to a place where that's going to be the working part of the mind. It's not going to be an occasional hunch as it's been for us to lead us to something, but it's going to be the working part of a mind. And, and these, and these children that we're cultivating are going to become, become heaven on earth. Yeah. Amen. And, and that is, that is our function. Our function is if Jesus told us heaven is within, we're to bring it into the world. We're to bring what is the truth that is within us into the world. And we can only do that by opening up the heart, allowing, allowing the divine to meld with the human, our humanness, and just as Jesus did, and then living that truth yeah. right here, right now. Yes, I call it marrying. I always say that you have that the the emotions and the the belief has to marry the thoughts and the, they have to marry. So the heart and the the human and the divine it has to marry one another, which is when two become one. You know, I completely agree. Uh, you know, my my daughter, yep. my daughter Mariah was um, she was born with short gut syndrome, which is um, a rare chronic condition. And when she was six years old, um, she she had she has had a she's had a wonderful life. It has been the experience it's supposed to be for her. But when she was six years old, I explained to her what her what her life has been like and, and, and these amazing things. I said, baby, all great things are hard and you're just meant for such greatness that it's it's got to be hard first. And she told me, she said, at six years old, she said, mom, I know I picked this life before I got here and I picked you to be my mom because you were the only one that could do it. But it sucks. And I thought that like sums up my whole life. I get it. And when she said that to me um, was, was, was another catalyst in my life where I began to realize that, that I picked it and that she picked it and that we picked it. We chose to be here at this point in time when all of this is taking place around us because we are the ones that are here to manifest it into reality, to find it within ourselves and go, Whoa, I found it here. Let me share it with you guys. And then all of a sudden, the reality shifts begin to take place everywhere. Yes, yes. And the more the more of us that awaken to that truth, the faster the shift is will happen. Mm-hmm. And as I'm witnessing, there are more and more of us beginning to awaken to that truth within us. And so, and the the great thing about it is, yes, I understand there's going to be hard times, chaotic times, but we but we recognize it has to be 
-hmm. We don't judge it. And, and we can bring the light into that chaos and transmute it or transform it into something beautiful. Yes. We can do that. Yes, I completely agree. A hundred percent. That is exactly, that is how the transfer from pain turns into the spark of hope, which then turns into the faith, you know, yeah. to the trust, to yes. the trust. Because at this point, I, I have nothing but trust for myself, for, for my divine, my divine spiritual being that lives within me. I trust it. Um, and trust and faith are so different. And I, I heard somebody tell a story once and, and they said that the difference between trust and faith is that you go to a circus and you watch a tightrope walker and you know, you have faith that they're going to make it across that tightrope pushing a wheelbarrow because you're sure that they've done it before. But having trust means that you're going to get in that wheelbarrow and let them push you across the way. I know a hundred percent that I have trust in my divine being. I know I'm going to make it to the other side. Let's go. I'm ready. No seatbelt necessary. Let's do it. And, and, and once yeah. we have, once we have transcended and we have allowed the pain, the, the illusion of pain, because pain is only an illusion, the illusion of pain right. to be the flint that sparks the hope that creates the trust. That's just the necessary, that's just the necessary um, pattern. And, and it's just, it's so beautiful whenever you actually are able to perceive it in that manner. Yes. And you, you mentioned something that is, I think the most important in, a, in, in, in having a spiritual awakening, we, we all talk about love, but what most people don't realize is when I ask someone, what is, what is the flip side of love? And by that, I mean, take a dollar bill. You've got the face of a dollar bill. And when you turn it over, you have the, you have the backside of the dollar. So if you take love and, and flip it over, just like a dollar, you can't separate the front half of the front side from the back side and still have a dollar. So what is what is the flip side of love? What is the flip side that actually allows love to flourish? Allows love to extend, which is what we're we're to do to extend or to share love. And most people miss it. And you just said it. It's trust. It is trust. You cannot separate love and trust because if you if you truly love, you trust. Yes. But if there is no if there is no trust, there's no love. So so when we as we awaken, we we deepen our trust in our divine self, in that divinity that we are. We begin to trust it rather than distrust it and 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 to recognize it ourself only wants the very best for us and then then we have to go ooh i think i'll let it i think i will give this to it yes let it show me how to be the best the best possible me i can be yes i completely agree I completely agree with you. I think that trust is 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 so important and it's so under it's so underrated in today's society because the wor words like uh, words like trust and and love and faith 
are thrown around without a complete understanding of, of, of exactly, you know, what, what the magnitude of those emotions mean, you know, cause I trust that I'm going to wake up tomorrow, but you know, um, but, but, uh, but it's just never promised, you know, but those are things that people think about, but they don't actually take the time to conceptualize it in a spiritual manner and apply it to their own divine understanding. Yes. Yes. And one of the things that Jesus said at, at the cross, he said, I am the truth, the life, and the way. By the way, the word trust comes from the word truth. Life is love. God is love. God is life. So truth and love, truth and love, can't separate them, is the way. That is the way of Christ. Truth yes. and love. Cannot separate it. And when we live from truth and love, now we are the way. Yes. We are the Christ. I agree. I love that. That just gave me cold chills. I love it. <laughs> you ever get the cold chills on your head and you're like, oh my gosh, that was so good. All, all the time. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's so wonderful. Oh my gosh, this was such a wonderful conversation. I'm so grateful to have met you. And you know what else is I, I, I want, I would like to, I would like to get with you outside of this, of this interview. I would like to start a school to teach Christ consciousness to children. Cool. I would love yeah. to do something like that. I've always known that I, uh, that, that, that I have a connection with children. I don't know why, because they just like me. And I'm like, I don't even know why you like me, you know, cause I, I love kids. Um, I love kids, but it's, I guess it's cause I'm a big kid, but they're just <laughs> so drawn to me for some reason. And I would love to teach them these things. And my children are very perceptive to the things that I say. A lot of times they don't really yeah. understand, but my, my daughter that has the disability about four months ago, we were in the hospital and uh, we were there for a central line infection. And I told her, I said, baby, we're going to heal you. You have to believe. And for three months, she would, she, I guess she looked in the mirror and she said, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healthy. Well, they began to take her off of her treatments. And she told me on the way home after they did that, mom, it worked. I told myself that I was healthy and I'm becoming healthy. And she, my, my 10 year old sat in the back seat of the car and she cried because she began to realize the divine within her. And, yeah. and it was such a powerful moment because it was, it was that moment that I, you know, I wish that we could give that to all children yeah. to because their energy is more powerful than ours is their energy is so pure, you know, and, and, and I could not, I could, I just can't even fathom. I can't even think about what it would look like to have a bunch of children running around here in their divine selves. Yes. Yes. A bunch of little cries. Running around, yes. knowing, knowing who they are, knowing who we all are. That is that is how we actually get the 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 fifth dimension, the new heaven and new earth, and that's how we make it happen. You know, I I I, I share this with people, and you're right. It is about teaching the children. It it, it it's about teaching all of us. The new heaven and new earth is not going to be someplace else. It's right here. Yeah. It's here. 
it's here. We create it from here. And, and to bring the children into it so that they know that they have that power within them, they can create a world that we're all proud of, that we all want to share in and to be a part of and to say, this is home. Yes, this is where I came from. I knew it. You know, I get it. I get that. I really do. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for coming in and meeting with me today. I'm so grateful. Um, we are, we would, I would love to have you back on the podcast. If you would like to get together, we could schedule some specific topics and we could really get some stuff out there. Let's do it, please. Winning. Yeah. I'm so excited. Winning. Let's do it because, because the only way, the only way that we can bring it into manifestation is, is to put it out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm all about that. And what, and I have always been completely out there. I have never really cared what people thought about me. My kids and I used to give out free hugs on the corner because we have so many people that are holding those signs that the, the, that they started to put signs up around our town that said, stop giving to panhandlers. So my kids and I decided that we were going to go panhandle hugs off of people. And it was, it was incredible. The attention that we got just doing something like that. But, you know, and it's in those moments that we dare to show ourselves to the world and go, look at me, look at me. I want to tell you a secret. I love you. Is whenever we actually begin to, to, to transfer that energy to others, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and we can do it. We can be it in this moment by simply allowing ourselves to be the truth of what we are, to allow ourselves to bring the divine from within us and allow ourselves to live it and not care what people think. Absolutely. Just live it. Yes. Absolutely. That is, that is what, it, that's the beauty in it is not caring because I, I think that yes. it's so powerful to just love yourself enough to be like, well, you know what? That's fine. I, I love you anyways. And, and, and the reality is, is that we have been, we have been conditioned to be copycats because they want, we want, we want copycats that conform, but, but whenever you are yourself, all of a sudden other people begin to go, I kind of want to be myself. I am kind of cool. Do you want to see? And I'm, yes, I love you. Let me see. And then all of a sudden, everyone is able to step into who they are, which then gives them the power yes. to look at themselves and become what they are. Yes. And as soon as we let go of our need for approval, yes. uh, you know, that need that we all have been conditioned with and that I don't need another person's approval to live the truth of my being, we're free. And then we can truly help other people let uh, allow themselves to live who they truly are. And that's what I hear you saying. Absolutely. Just love people until okay. they love themselves. Yes. So I am with you. Please let's get together and set up, set up some um, um, discussions with, with topics and, and put it out there so that people can come to recognize 
that they are divine beings. Yes. Period. I agree. I agree. That's exactly what I want to do on my podcast. I want to show people that all of the broken pieces and the colors are truly just meant to reflect themselves. And that's what I say on my podcast. I want to teach people how much that how much they're worth. I want to show them how beautiful they are because I know that whenever they get to look in that mirror, that celestial mirror that directs them inside themselves, they will go, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know all this was here. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's, I love, I love to be a part of when that happens with someone uh, to actually get to witness it. It is one of the most incredible things that I myself can experience is to when someone turns in and recognizes who they really are. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. The the switch, the switch in their eyes, the change of their aura. And all of a sudden they walk as though they understand that they are a living version of God. That is the most powerful. And I get to go, Ooh, look at you walking on water over there, babe. Oh my God. I can't believe it. And all of a sudden they add something to the world that was not there before. Amen. As we all do. And they, they then can bring a, the, their gift. We all have a gift to bring into the world. Now they can bring their gift into the world and share it with all of us. Yes. And that is incredible. Wake up. And watching them wake yeah. up is almost, it's like a baptism. It's like a, yeah. a real life baptism. It's going down and coming up anew. And, and I'm like, wow, that was so great. You know? Yes. I do, I do the same thing here, and and it, if you are truly watching, and I know you know what I mean by this, you will see the dove descend as they come up and they take that first breath of air, new air, and they and they inhale, and all of a sudden they've changed. Everything has changed. And, and to witness that, I, I, I will say this, is the most humbling, beautiful experience that I can have. I agree. That's whenever, all, it's when, that's whenever the marriage takes place and all of a sudden yep. that person that was once two becomes the one it was, all, it was meant to be all along. I agree. That's that's it. The one. The one. <laughs> I agree. Okay, wonderful. I'm so excited. Okay, everyone. So there you have it. <clears throat> that was Eddie Lee from Florida. He is the pastor of the Christ Consciousness Church. He also does Sunday service at 10 a.m. So if you just want to hop online and check him out, that would be super wonderful. Keep an open mind and just remember that we're only here to remind you of how wonderful you really are. So also I'm reading a book that he wrote. It's called The Obstacles to Awakening. And it's so good because it really helps you to understand the reasons why we resist awakening and turning around and looking at ourselves. Um, I hope that you guys will check me out on Facebook, on the Kaleidoscope or on Instagram and or email me at ourhometeam143 at gmail.com. I would love to hear everything from you. Hashtag judge me. I would love to hear all of your opinions. 
And so if no one's told you today, I love you. You have no idea what your presence is doing for our earth. And it's because of you and the magic that is working behind the scenes that you're aware of or unaware of. We are going to get to experience heaven on earth. So thank you so much. I love you. Until next time.